Yeah. All right. Then three, two, wait, hold on, hang on. Three, two, one. Wait, no, hang on. Wait, crap. Got stated. Three, two, one. This is Life is Lead, episode 38, for Thursday, May 28, 2015. Took me long enough, I swear I know how to computer. Welcome back to Life is Leet. This is a podcast of nerds yelling at microphones about things. I'm Jesse Hanna, and joining me tonight is my co-host and younger brother, Aaron. How are you doing on this my, day that everything is going insane? I don't even know what's going my, on. My, my brain is swimming in math. I want it to stop, please. <laughs> oh boy. Fun times. Why? <laughs> yeah. Some... <laughs> and no, I did not say math. I said math. Math. I know someone's gonna take that out of context. Yeah, no, I no. Nah, summer school's no fun. I it's a pain. I I remember it very not fondly. Whatever the opposite of fondly is. Uh, and as as you could probably tell, I'm I have a horrible cough. So this is probably not gonna be a very long episode. So we might as well That's go ahead. Oh, maybe. We might as well go ahead and dive into it with the usual, which is this. <laughs> So yeah, for me, it's mostly just more Hearthstone. Uh, I'm up to 14 and 2 stars at the moment, I think. Uh, I've been as high as 14 and 3 stars, uh, which was actually just this afternoon, but I lost, so I'm down to 14 and 2. Uh, and I might I might just settle there for the, for the end of the season. Uh, it's only, what, three days left, and... I I I don't know if I want to risk trying to get up to 13. Uh this would already be a new record for me, so I don't know. But it's it's been a really good season. It's I'd I'd have to say this is definitely the best uh season I've had of Hearthstone on the ladder. So it's been fun. Hmm. And uh, and excuse me. <coughs> oh yeah, totally going to edit that out. I'm not not going to forget to do that at all. Uh, another game that I've uh, played a little bit of lately is actually one that a uh, friend of the show, listener, and also my girlfriend, uh, Jill, a.k.a. Bluefire Lady, uh, encouraged me to pick up on Steam, and it's called Don't Starve Together. Uh, you may have heard of the game Don't Starve. It's a really a pretty good uh, indie title that's been out on... It's... To describe it simply, from what I've heard, it's like 2D Minecraft, pretty much. 2D yeah. top-down Minecraft. Sort of. I basically the the premise of it is you're a guy in a sort of a wilderness, sort of a forest area, and your goal is to find food. Did did well? Don't starve. Don't get killed, and don't go insane. That's basically the goal of the game, and to just last as long as you can. I there are edible berries and stuff that you can find that you can just eat. You can find stuff to make tools. You can find uh, flint, and you can find sticks that you can use to make uh, an axe or a hammer. You can make fire using the flint to make sp- to make uh, fire using sticks or grass as fuel. You can make weapons to kill and cook things to make more food. You can make a pickaxe to break apart rocks to get stuff to make other things you can make machines to make clothes and even more things 
you can make a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, you can find some beefalo, which are like big cow kind of things, and pigs to make uh, to get poo from them to make a farm. Uh, you can you can even bribe, well, they call it befriend, but you bribe pigs with food to get them to fight for you, to defend yourself against spiders and wolves that come through and try to attack and kill you. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun, and the, the challenge is just to survive as long as you can. Uh, and you have to do things like account for it's hotter and the days are longer in the summer, so you need to find a place to stay cool. And in the winter, the nights are longer, and at night you have to have some sort of light source, either a torch or a fire, so that, a, I, I forget what it's called, but there, if you don't have a light source and you're not near it during the middle of the night, this thing comes by and eats you. So the goal is to survive for as many days as you can, and it's pretty fun. I hadn't played it before until uh, Blue Fire Lady told me to pick it up, and the reason that she told me to do that was for a standalone uh, multiplayer version of Don't Starve that's called Don't Starve Together. And it's the exact same thing as Don't Starve except multiplayer. Uh, one one main advantage of that is that you basically get infinite respawns uh, as long as at least one of you is alive, which is nice. So I Don't Starve by itself is kind of roguelike, I guess. You just see how far you can go. I think there's a way to leave stuff behind for later characters and you can also unlock different characters either by progressing to a certain point making it a certain number of days i think or there are tasks that you can complete within the game to unlock other characters things like that <laughs> and so yeah don't starve together is basically the exact same as don't starve just multiplayer like i said and it's pretty fun. If you haven't played uh, Don't Starve, I recommend checking it out. Uh, Scott Johnson actually did a Frog Pants TV of Don't Starve a while ago, so you can go check that out. We'll have a link to that in the show notes. So yeah, uh, I I would definitely recommend checking those out if those at all sound interesting to you. Yeah, that does sound pretty interesting. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, and Don't Starve Together is currently in early access on Steam. Uh, if if you already own Don't Starve, though, you'll get Don't Starve Together for free once it comes out of early access. But you can also buy a uh, bundle that, um, that I think comes with two copies of Don't Starve Together and a copy of Don't Starve. So that you, you've got a few options of ways to get it and ways to get it so that you can play it with friends and have people to play with. It's a lot of fun. I, I recommend it. Uh, what have you been playing this week, Aaron? Anything much? Uh, not much, really. I only managed to play a little bit more of Monster Hunter today. Mm, nice. Still yeah. having fun with that? Yeah, it's still it's still a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I still haven't had a chance to uh, boot up the demo for that, but I've I've been meaning to. The, the, the demo for Monster Hunter is actually pretty easy. It is actually pretty good at getting you in, because there's like three different monsters of varying amounts of difficulty that you could fight. Okay. And you get and you get to pick from all the different weapon types cuz there are some Let me tell you, the second <laughs> thing I think about when I, or third thing I guess when I think about Monster Hunter, it, the third thing that I think about is just the absurdity of the weapons that that game has. I the, it's it's Final Fantasy-esque. The, the yeah, it, ridiculousness it of the you weapons. Yeah, stuff like 
a sword and shield, a great sword, a long sword. But then you have a weapon that uh, can shift between an axe and a sword. And then you have a lance, and then you basically have a lance with a shock, which is... It's set, and then you have a gun lance, which is essentially a lance with a shotgun taped to the end of it. Excellent. And then you I'm have in. an insect glaive, which lets you pull vault and do other things, but it lets you throw out a insect that sucks out juices from your from a monsters that it hits and gives you various buffs. I'm and sold. then you have the hunting horn, which it, it's, a, it's a horn. You pull, you, you, you make music with it and you give yourself buffs. Uh, so, so it's the bard weapon. Yeah, it's pretty much the bard weapon. Okay, I kind of have to interject. Uh, a movie that came out recently that I've been hearing so many people rave about is Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, God. And that, that, I kind of want to see that, to be honest. The one reason why I want to see that movie, <clears throat> I've, heard, I've heard that it's great. I've heard that it's just ridiculous and over the top, and that all sounds awesome. It actually, everything that I've seen and heard about actually reminds me a bit of Borderlands. And uh, Joel told me the exact same thing, and we we can't be alone in that. But anyway, the one thing that I've seen out of Mad Max Fury Road that makes me want to see it, if nothing else, is the heavy metal bard who is suspended by cables above a car made entirely of speakers with a double-necked guitar, <laughs> the end of which is a flamethrower. You, you lost me at a car made of speakers. It's, it's a car... It, he, and, and he's wearing a mask that looks like it would be worn by one of the guys from Slipknot. Uh, he's the heavy metal bard. And I want, I have, I almost have to see Mad Max Fury Road purely for the heavy metal bard. It just, it, it, I, I can't, I can't not see it. I have to see a movie where that is a thing. Also, there's a biker gang of grannies. That's awesome in its own right. But if the, if the only thing that that movie had was the heavy metal bard i would still have I'm, I'm i'm probably going to go see it at some point just because i can't not see that also the main character gets used i i've read about it i don't want to say anymore actually i'm not going to say anymore we met if, if we see if if you if we both see the movie end up seeing the movie we may do a special spoiler episode about it but I I think we'll leave it at heavy metal bard. I I want to see Mad Max Fury Road just because of the heavy metal bard. A computer made entirely of speakers. A, a car. And a double necked guitar. A car. Flamethrower on one end. A car made a, entirely of speakers. Of grannies. Yes, a car made entirely. The whole I thing. I see Mad Max now. The whole thing is speakers. He's it's it's just driving along through the desert as part of this massive convoy. And he's he's just hanging from cables above. He's not even standing on the roof. He's hanging above it, suspended by cables that I don't know where they're coming from. But he's just sort of hovering there. And the end of his guitar, which is spiky as all get out. It looks like it'd be played by the guy from Guar. 
and it's the end of it is a flamethrower. That's <laughs> the sort of thing that would make Rammstein go, okay, that might be a bit much. <laughs> it's ridiculous and it's awesome and I have to see it. So we if if we see that movie, we will do a spoiler episode of it. I've uh, heard that Mad Max is one of the influences for Borderlands. Yeah. And if and if Borderlands is the indication, I kinda wanna see the Mad Max movies it, now. That that abs- of how creepy they are. I hadn't heard specifically that Mad Max is an inspiration for Borderlands. It absolutely does not surprise me in the least. And like I said, just about everything that I've seen uh, the trailer and all the the pictures, everything that I've seen of Mad Max Fury Road, just totally throws me back into the Borderlands uh, milieu, I aesthetic, whatever you want to call it. So I I I I have a feeling that if I if I were to go see it, it would be uh, I'd have a lot of fun with it. Speaking of guitars, does it? Funny you should mention guitars. There, I think there actually is a hunting horn in Monster Hunter Four that is a electric guitar. <laughs> nice. that the notes are heavy metal music. Excellent. I, I'm in. I is <coughs> okay. Please don't die over there. Yeah, no, I'm I'm okay. I'm all right. Uh, the other question I had was that from the demo. Uh, is there anything like in the Pokemon Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire demo or the Bravely Default demo where there are things that you can carry over into the full game? Anything like that? No, there's not. Uh, Pretty sure there isn't. Boo. Oh, well. I, I'll I'll still check out the demo just just to see if it's the sort of thing that I would have fun with. Just like I said, it takes it takes getting used to. Yeah. If you're used to the typical action game these days, it takes a little bit of getting used to. Yeah. Because well, there's a lot of idiosyncrasies about like the animations and stuff well i like i like me some jrpgs uh, i've i've had some fun with some more action style uh jrpgs like uh ease uh for the ps vita uh that sort of thing so so i'll i'll, I'll give it a shot see how it goes all right really the only uh main topic that we have for the t- today it's not going to be a very long episode we're, uh, because uh, Aaron's busy. I'm dying over here. Uh, but I did want to talk about a few of the Hearthstone decks that I've been using that have been of particular, uh, of, of particular good use th- to me this season. Uh, and I'll well in the show notes I'll have links to <coughs> to all of these decks on Hearthhead. Starting out with the Zoo Warlock. Uh, that's it's a deck archetype that's been around for a long time uh, pretty much since the game launched uh the goal of it is to just overwhelm your opponent with minions uh you start with small minions uh void walker flame imp use your hero power to draw to get more minions uh you buff those minions uh you have minions like abusive sergeant and shattered sun cleric uh that you can use to buff uh, the minions that you have out on the board. You can use those minions to trade and control the board, and then you can go for face. Uh, you can use big minions like Doom Guard and Power Overwhelming to do that. Now, you've got a little bit of hard removal, but not a whole lot, so you're mostly going to be uh, just clearing the board and going for face. And uh, it's it's a pretty powerful deck. It's a very fast and aggressive deck. 
Uh, and usually you can overcome having not the greatest hand. You do want to try to mulligan to get uh, some one and uh, two cost minions in your opening hand. If you don't get the greatest opening hand, that's okay. Uh, you can usually recover from it uh, with your hero power and just by the fact that you have so many minions in the deck. The only case in which that's very much not true is if you go up against another Zoo Warlock and they get a perfect opening hand because you can e easily fill up the board by turn three or four with the Zoo Warlock deck. It's ridiculous how fast you can fill up the board. Uh, with, like four, turn four or five, you can have six or seven minions on the board. And if you're a Zoo Lock and you get a not so great opening hand and your opponent is a Zoo Lock and they get a perfect uh, curve in their opening hand, you're screwed. Uh, it's not going to go well. Uh, and that's happened to me at least once. <coughs> but overall, the, the Zoo Warlock deck is a pretty solid deck. It's fairly inexpensive to make. It's less than about 3,000 dust. Uh, it's been solid for me in about the mid to lower teen ranks in the ladder, at 16, 15, 14 thereabouts. Uh, so it's, it's definitely one that if uh, that's worth checking out and playing around with. Another one that has has been kind of controversial lately is the Face Hunter. Oh, deck. this one. Uh, and it its goal is exactly what it sounds like: go for the face. And I, the Hunter Hero Power is already tuned towards that. And the one that I, uh, the Face Hunter that I play, uh, was made by a a uh, pro player named Chacky. Uh, uh, again, I'll have a link to this in the show notes on uh, Hearthhead. The entire deck is cards that cost three or less. Uh, so it's it's a dirt cheap deck. It's like less than 1,500 gold or 1,500 dust to make. And you just try to get at least one minion that's one cost that you can play on turn one and you just play all the minions and go for face with all of them. Uh, you can clear with weapons. You've got a couple of removal spells. You've got an explosive trap uh, in there that you can use for some removal. So you want to hang on to those for when you'd be able to effectively use them to clear the opponent's side of the board. But you basically just go for face. You can win on... Uh, I went up one time against in in consecutive matches with my with the face hunter deck a armor a control warrior and a priest the control warrior over the course of the game between cards like shield block and armor smith and his hero power he got at least 15 or 16 armor added to his 30 health over the course of the game at one point he had two armor smiths and a sludge belcher, uh, three five with taunt that spawn the death rattle spawn a one two with taunt. At one point, that was his side of the board. I beat him eight, eight, in eight turns with the face wow. hunter, <laughs> and, wow. then, and then uh, and then against the priest. It was a uh, priests are notoriously hard. Uh, those you could play against a priest and have it take half an hour before they finally just beat you. Uh, I beat a priest deck in eight turns immediately after that. So Face Hunter is fast. It's ridiculous. So many people freaking hate it. 
I but, remember hearing on like the Angry Chicken that Garrett Weinsroll was just raging about how much he hated oh, this yeah. deck. Yeah, I, there there is so much hate for That's the probably face hunter. Ninety percent of everyone who goes, it, it's it's well deserved. It's it, it feels just you feel dirty playing it, but it will really help you power through the like nineteen to sixteen range in the ladder where the metagame is just you come across the most ridiculous, just the most utterly absurd decks. I I went up against at one point what I could only describe as a mill mage, a mage deck that was trying to get me to draw all of the cards in my deck so that I would die from fatigue. I had had I this the I forget what all the cards were. I uh, Cold Light Oracle I think was one of them. He had a couple of those. I uh, it's the only way I could think to describe it. I didn't even know that that was a thing. Apparently, point, apparently it is. <laughs> so, at one point, when I was doing dailies, I went up against a Mill Rogue, and I just wanted to kill something. Oh, Mill Rogues! I I don't freaking annoying. I don't. Why? Why does such a thing exist? I don't play a Mill Rogue. I I have gone up against a couple of them, and I think it was with the I think it was with my Zulok that I went up against one and ended up beating it pretty handily. Uh, he he did get me to draw through most of my deck. Uh, and did manage to uh, force me, f- uh, force a few cards to disintegrate because my hand was full. But that doesn't matter because with a zoo lock, you have so many minions that you just put them all out again. And he, what can he do? He can't do anything. Uh, but with, with Face Hunter, yeah, you just go for face right away. Uh, and the, the only time that you'll really have trouble is if your opponent manages to get a couple of big taunts out on his side of the board. You will have trouble dealing with that. But for the most part, if if the game's not over, by the time they're able to play uh, any big monsters, you're probably going to... Any big minions, you're probably going to lose anyway. So most of the time, you'll have won by then. And uh, like I said, it is dirt cheap to build. It's like 1,500 dust. And it does help you just power grind through the uh, the upper teen ranks on the ladder just to get into a place where the meta is a little bit more stable. And even after then, <clears throat> it's it's still worth keeping around, and we'll we'll still win you a few games here and there. Hmm. And then and then the last deck that I want to talk about uh, is a mid range paladin deck. Uh, this one, uh, the Zoo Warlock deck, I originally got from Icy Veins. Uh, the face hunter I got from Hearthhead. This one is based on a deck that I read about on Icy Veins, but I didn't quite have enough dust to build the exact deck, so I made a few substitutions here and there, and ended up coming up with a pretty good mid-range paladin deck. Uh, it's got some weapons in it that you use to control the board, and you can use cards like Aldor Peacekeeper, uh, Follow the Rules, uh, is what you probably know him as if you listen to Angry Chicken or if you just play the card and know the sounder but are terrible at remembering names. Uh, so that's that's what that one is. He turn he give he sets an opponent's uh, minions attack to one. Uh, then there's equality which sets all minions health to one. <clears throat> and then of course you've got your hard removal of consecration, which is due or or your uh, AOE of Consecration, I should say, which is deal two damage to all enemies. So you can control the board with those. 
And then you can bring out, you can use muster for battle to bring out some extra silver hand recruits. And then you can burst up with quartermaster and blessing of kings to buff your minions on your side of the board and go for the face. And it's, it's been pretty, this deck has been pretty decent through me throughout uh, the mid, throughout the teen ranks and the latter. It does struggle against other control decks because you don't have quite as much uh, removal and not quite as many minions. Uh, that's that's just the danger of the mid-range deck. But it's it's still a pretty solid deck. And again, I'll have a link to the deck list for it on Hearthhead. So if you want to check out those decks, again, Zoolock, Face Hunter, and Midrange Pally, uh, those, are, those are just a few of the decks that I've been playing a lot of. I've also been playing Oil Rogue, uh, Patron Warrior. I've also been playing a Mech Druid that's been... Uh, here and there, not a whole lot, but it's been fun to play with. So, well, uh, another time, if they, there just hasn't been a whole lot going on with either of us lately. Uh, so later on, if there's another episode where we have some room to talk about Hearthstone decks, hey, we might do that again sometime, and I'll bring up some of the other decks that I've uh, that I've <coughs> been playing with. But I think that's pretty much going to do it for this episode. Again, not not too terribly long an episode. Well, that, that be able to afford. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's pretty much going to do it for this episode. Uh, if you want to find the show notes, the MP3 downloads of our episodes, links to Facebook, Twitter, Google+, RSS feed, iTunes, all of that's on our website at lifeislead.com. Uh, we're on Facebook at fb.me slash lifeislead, uh, at lifeislead on Twitter, plus lifeislead podcast on Google+, and our live stream, which uh, I think will be Wednesday nights usually. Now, we're recording this on a Thursday but I think we'll most, over the summer at least, we'll be streaming on Wednesday nights. And that'll be at lifeislete.com slash live or on Twitch at twitch.tv slash lifeislete. Uh, and follow us on Facebook and Twitter for announcements of when we'll be going live. My name is Jesse. I write this thing, so if anything in it is wrong, blame me. All the stuff that I do is at jbhanna.net or at jbhanna on Twitter. Uh, I stream things sometimes at twitch.tv slash jbhanna. Aaron streams things every once in a while at twitch.tv slash Plato Zero. And whenever either of us streams, it'll be mirrored over to the live stream page. Again, that's at lifeislete.com slash live. And keep an eye on our Facebook and Twitter feeds for details on that. If you have any feedback, comments, suggestions, recommendations, audio attachments, Hearthstone decks even, hey, uh, whatever you want to send us to hear us talk about on the show, send that to us at podcast at lifeislete.com again that's podcast at lifeislete.com that's going to do it for this episode uh for me for aaron thank you so much everyone for listening and everyone within the sound of my voice uh dead though it may be until next time take care And I'm going to go drug myself and fall asleep now.